But the first question to ask you, Justin, is... What episode is this? Yeah, K Numero. Yeah, what is it, Clark? I know what it is, is I just numbered it. No, I just turned it around on you. You have to answer this now. Are you trying to Donald Trump me? Let me read my computer screen. It's episode 64. Unfortunately for you, Justin, the prize this week was a million dollars, so I'm going to have to keep that. Okay. Oh, well. You're just going to let that go? Yeah. yeah. Easy come, easy go? Okay. Shit happens. Before we talk about our great feature films today with Justin, who watched them this morning, so he's going to remember all the plot details. Yeah, that's literally the opposite of what I just said, but... I, I, I can't understand what you're saying, Justin. I know you watched them today. You just got done. You just said that. You just finished watching Star Trek Generations. Well, I mean, if you count the time warp that I hopped in from last week watching them, yeah, it was about a day passing. Okay. All right. right. But, I mean, that is relevant to the movies. But anyway, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We are at Jurassic World 2. We'll be bigger, more suspenseful, feature new dinosaurs, and use more animatronics. Faster, more intense. Does it actually say more animatronics? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But, uh, yes. <laughs> the, 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 I think the writer here confirms that there will be original quotes from Crichton, Crichton, nah, Crichton's novels in the film. Uh, but he, sa- he says he's not a fan of the militarized dinosaur idea, even though they already did that in Jurassic World. I think that was the whole point of that dinosaur that could teleport and turn invisible. So now they're going to go back on that? Gonna I guess, yeah. Or come their own movie or just be like, hey, well, that was a bad idea. We're going to make a new island, a, a new dream. park. It was all a dream. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, as long as the movie starts out with like that hilarious way Jurassic Park uh, 2 started out with like the little girl wandering around and like... Getting eaten? Yeah. She didn't die, though. Did she not? No. You just said she had, like, a lot of injuries, and they had to settle a lawsuit with her family. Was this in the book or the movie? This is the, the movie. movie. Oh. I don't remember the that part. The boardroom guy. And I... they're going over all the lawsuits, and they're like, oh, God, we had to pay so much money to these people, and we had to pay Robert Muldoon's family. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw that movie was years and years ago. I didn't remember that. Why does it matter to people whether or not there are Crichton quotes in these movies? Because they've, I don't know. even since the first Jurassic Park, they've deviated so far from the stuff he wrote. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. back to the roots. Or that's kind of what they're trying to get at. I don't know. No, I don't think they're going back to that. The author of this uh, childishly written article in Crayon says that uh, to sum things up, it sounds like Jurassic World 2 will significantly kick the franchise up a notch, which is always code for bad, focusing less on awe and wonder and more so on the chaos, or chaos as we call it, and turmoil associated with bringing dinosaurs back to life. Hmm. Isn't so that the whole point of the first movie? Like, I'm thinking this is more taking a page out of the end of Jurassic Park Two, where it's like complete schlock with the T-Rex running around San Francisco or whatever. Okay. So, Godzilla, basically, I guess we're going to get even bigger dinosaurs to smash buildings now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. We just have all sorts of bad news in these the news today. Okay. 
There's a lot of bad news. Yeah, there is. There is one piece of good news, though, is that uh, Disney decided that Boba Fett is alive after all. Oh, they're going to go. Well, I mean, in the extended universe before it became a legend, didn't he like climb his way out of the Sarlacc pit? Anyway? It is the expanded universe. Oh, that's expanded? But yeah. Justin's correct. He did yeah. survive because it was in that short story collection, Tales of the Bounty, Bounty Hunters. Hunters. Yeah. That was like the last story in the book where it's Dengar, the one guy with the wrap around his head. Yep. Like helps uh, they find Boba Fett in the sand or something, and then yep. he's all scarred, and they help him back to health or being healthy again. Yep. I guess they just borrowed the part of that story where Boba Fett got away. Yeah. So he's coming back. We're making some money off of him. Gotta sell those figurines, guys. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe George Lucas put something in the water before he left the meeting. <laughs> so well, is he coming cool. back in the movies, or is he just coming back in, like... Well, he's know, alive the... in the canon, so I'm guessing this is to lead themselves the option of putting him in the movie. Because he'd be really well, old in the movie. The third, like, side story movie is about him, isn't it? Or is that, that's the plan right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Rogue One, Han Solo movie, and Boba Fett movie. But I think that it's supposed to be about Boba Fett before he got eaten. Hmm, okay. After Mace Windu cut his dad's head off in front of him. No, no. Okay. I thought they've already really covered how, like, what happened to Boba Fett after his dad's head got cut off. But they didn't put it on film for people to watch it. But they put it in the Clone Wars series. There was a whole thing about that. people don't pay $12 a ticket to go see that. No, the, the... Series on Cartoon Network. No, I understand that, but I'm saying people... Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. That's wrapped into your cable subscription. People don't pay the extra $12 separately to go see that. The the canon for what happened to him during the the intermediary period has already been established, so it's like they kind of have to do what happens after he came out of the Sarlacc is like the next obvious place to go. Eh, whatever. I'm sure the next he'll be in the next J.J. main film because it's the Empire Strikes Back remake. Yeah, probably. I'm more enthusiastic about a Boba Fett standalone movie than I would be about a Han Solo standalone. I just don't think we need a Han Solo standalone movie. Well, you're wrong. Well, because we're getting one. Well, we'll see based on how Rogue One turns out. I want you to steer the Death Star plans. Be extremely dangerous. See, they're really doing a blitz now for Rogue One stuff. Like, yeah. there's commercials already featuring, like, all the different, like, variations of the toys they're going to be selling, like, all yeah. the different new kinds of stormtroopers and stuff. The Samurai Stormtrooper? Yeah, it's like the Seraph Shore Trooper or something they're calling it. Jesus. Yeah, and so they're already, like... You know, I've watched the original trilogy, it. like, a hundred thousand times, and I really, I missed all these stormtroopers. <laughs> I must have missed in the background. You know, I thought that was the whole point of the <clears throat> archetype of the stormtrooper in the first three movies is that they're supposed to be a symbol of like the imperial, like the monoculture. Like they don't, they're the same everywhere because the empire is the system. <clears throat> I thought that yeah. wasn't cool. We can't sell more figurines. It's like the only different kind of stormtrooper was the little scout trooper guys in snow. return. And the snow troopers. So there's only right. three kinds. There's the regular guys, there's the snow troopers, there's the scout troopers. Right. And that makes sense. But now it's like, oh, there's the samurai stormtrooper. Right. And I thought it made sense that in the prequels they had... There's a stormtrooper with a laser baton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> well, but that's in Force Awakens. 
Yeah, so it's not really the Empire per se. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah. new First Empire Order. First Order. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah the New whatever. World Order. But I thought yeah. it was smart when they did it in the prequels. Like they had the clones uh, with all the different colors and stuff. Like the clones had diverse <laughs> uniforms, but then when it becomes the Empire, everything became standardized. It made sense. So I just don't see like why they're they're fucking with that. And Let's not even get into the fact that the stormtroopers talking about the drill on the Death Star are different heights, obviously, but they're all clones, apparently. Okay. Whatever. Boba Fett's alive, so that's cool. Um, I think in the canon now, it's also established that they stopped their reliance on the clones after Revenge of the Sith and that they opened it up to actual, like, training people to be stormtroopers versus Jango Fett clones, or they're using different clone templates. So how many, yeah, they've had how many different redos of this idea? This is the canon, though, now, apparently. As, as of now, like, revision number six, like, originally they were just guys in the military, and then they're guys in the military and clones, and then they're all clones, and now it's back to, like, a mix. I don't think they ever really explained when the movies were originally out there, like, where the storm, they just seemed to be guys in the military right they didn't really explain it though but they alluded to the clone wars yeah so they had to go back and explain that (laughs) they they alluded to the clone wars but they had it like opposite like the clones were the ones attacking the republic right that was the implication right that was like the old like that george lucas never explained it back then and then he never thought about it apparently like like, yeah it was like the the evil clone masters that sounds cool we can sell some toys yeah the evil they'll all be the same so it'll be easy to print them the evil clone masters were the ones attacking the Republic in the, the like the unexplained version. Yeah. And then George Lucas figured out that people wanted to make armies of clone toys and he... clones versus robots and yeah. interchangeable bugs. Right. That's what I think he, they probably did make a shit ton of money on that because oh, yeah. people bought like scores and scores of those clone trooper pack things to make their own army. Yeah. I know one of my friends did. Okay. Hundreds of dollars worth. Sweet. That actually seems cheap if it's only hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I know. You know Lego set, a Star Wars right. Lego set is like three, four hundred. Really? I thought the big Death Star ones were like that. Oh, the ones that are like this big? Yeah. Yeah. As everyone can see as you hold up your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grant was holding up his hands like a yard across. Yeah. Just close your eyes and visualize that. It's like a couple meters long, I'd say, like the Super Star Destroyer one. Oh, I haven't seen those. I'm just talking about that Death Star. That's like, you know. The 3,000 piece one. Yeah. Justin was holding his hands about a yard apart. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a video podcast. But I know even (laughs) even like the the sets they sell, like in in the stores, I've seen it, like the racks at Target. They're like 70 bucks, though, for like, you know, you buy like Boba Fett's Slave 1 or something, and it's like 70 bucks for Now it's got to be Boba Fett's Indentured Servant 1 or something. That's. Yeah, Slave is a bad word Mm. now. Can't have that. Well, and you can buy. Did they on that, too? No, I'm sure they're going to rename it. Like, oh, Boba Fett's old ship got uh, scrapped on the Tatooine junkyard because he wasn't there to claim it. So he's got this new ship called uh, Peace and Tolerance LGBTQ. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a cool set. Because you can you can build the ship in Django's colors or the Boba Fett colors, but like, you know, still seventy five bucks for a Lego set is kind of steep. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, George Lucas is making lots of money. How would you guys like a new Star Trek: The Next Generation movie? 
with the original cast? No, set in the Kelvin universe, which I, for those of you who are listening at home and don't know what that is, the Kelvin universe is the J.J. Track universe. Jar Jar Abrams. Actually, I'm sitting right here, and I did not know what that For those of you was. who are sitting approximately two and a half to three feet to my right, it's the J.J. Track universe is Kelvin. I wouldn't like that at all. Which is your left hand, Justin? <laughs> is it is the one that makes the L, or is it the one that makes the inverted L? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's uh, someone named Joseph Baxter, which I hope is a pseudonym for him on uh, BlastR.com, says that it's time to have a... Uh, it, it's time for Star Trek Next Generation to go Kelvin. I'm making finger quotes around go Kelvin. I just... I love how they think that that's going to solve all the problems, if that's what that guy's alluding to. I mean, I thought the whole reason the next generation series came about was because, you know, the original actors were sort of sick of the shit or they were getting old, whatever. So we're like, all right, we still want to, you know, have this universe around. Let's just get some new actors, throw it a few hundred years in the future and then call it a series. Yeah. But I mean, this, like it or not, the new Star Trek actors and series isn't worn out to that point, I feel like. And no, start, Mixing the old and the new, it might be confusing to some audience members who just want to eat popcorn and watch the fucking movie. Ah, yeah. No, you're, you're right, but I will read you a quote from the article on that exact point. Uh, <coughs> whoever this guy's name is, Joseph Baxter, already thought of that. Okay. And he says, while the pessimistic purist in me might scoff at the notion of yet another sacred cow such as Star Trek Next Generation experiencing the dreaded R-word, the prospects are thrilling. Imagine fresh versions, which means, you know, hypercharged versions of Picard, Riker, Data, Troy, the Forge, Wharf, and Dr. Crusher on a new Enterprise D going to head-to-head with the reimagined versions of the Borg, the Romulans, Cardassians, Frangi, or even amped-up classic celestial opponents such as the omnipotent People Shamer Q or the planet-eating crystalline entity. I know some of those words. Yeah. So he's just, you know, saying like, oh, it wouldn't be great if like we got these new action figures in the digital computer and made them smash into each other. Honestly, this article just sounds like someone's like wet dream that they had about Next Generations. I guess like, that's all I'm getting. It sounds from it. like a request for fan fiction. I mean, it's saying, you know, oh, let's get Tom Hardy because he played Picard and Nem- young Picard and Nemesis. And oh, my God. Now Picard will be like a, a brash psychopath who like, you know, punches Q and shoots people with laser pistols like Newkirk. You're not allowed to have fan fiction. It only can be less than 20 minutes. And it has to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, there's another article on this website, the same website about that, about that fan fiction film, Axanar, and how it's like, oh, it's the last one we're going to get because CBS and Paramount have all those new rules. Less than 20 minutes. Can't have any sort of contiguous plot between the two episodes. Can't use any non-official props. You've got to buy them from us. Much like my criticism of the existing J.J. Trek movies, I mean, you look at Next Generation, it does not need to be remade. It's still in reruns on TV. There's a reason why it's in reruns, because people still watch it. It's still good TV. The effects hold up. The treasure trove of television-inspired Kelvin possibilities dwarfs that of the original series. Yeah, because there's more seasons of Next Generation, so they have more material to rip off. That's what this guy's saying. (laughs) You got more stuff to photocopy. You know, it was really funny. Uh, If you guys remember when uh, the first J.J. Trek came out in 2009, they went on this, like, comic book binge where they took 
basically all the stories from the original series and like did comics and graphics novels redoing those stories with the JJ Trek actors and like the stories played out in like slightly different ways hmm. and it was just just like the biggest rip off i think and this sounds exactly like that it's like they're pay- they're making you pay for the same thing twice i guess they're learning from george lucas i have no doubt we're going to see a jj trick tng once they're done sucking that blood out of the original series yeah i mean that's as seems like this guy just just doesn't understand that you know, it's not because it's all worn out. It's because, well, they're shitty movies. Uh, no, no. I think he thinks he understands that. He's a true fan. He bought the he bought this T-shirt. Right. After it became cool to do yeah. so. Right. Yeah. Justin's nodding his head vigorously. Okay, that's all the news I had. Unless you guys wanted to talk about any other shit that. Oh, wait, one more thing. Sorry, I forgot. Classic. Justin, I'm going to have to retract my previous statements that you blew up the SpaceX rocket. Oh, because Elon Musk is sending it to Mars? No, because oh. he says the SpaceX rocket that blew up with Mark Zuckerberg's spy satellite on it was destroyed by a drone with a laser. Okay, I Not, thought it was like loose tubes or something like that. I nope. can't remember exactly what he said. but Now they're like, he's putting out vague mentions of what if something else destroyed it. We couldn't get on the roof of the building afterwards to investigate. Mm. Yeah, maybe there's a guy up there with a DARPA laser sniper rifle shooting it. Yeah. But, I mean, he did have that other thing with uh, the Mars. Yeah, his, his shooter. Or whatever, I guess you want to call it. His 100-person Mars mobile. Yeah. Yeah, with the free return ticket. It, wait, really? I... Yeah, there's, there's a free return ticket included in the price of going to Mars. <laughs> Because it's easier to get lift off from Mars and get back here. No, I, I, yeah. obviously, but I, yeah, there are some other hilarious articles written after that. Like, oh, how do we make sure Mars isn't just full of rich people? We have to send poor people too. Like, he's fucking scholarship for this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's figure out actually how we get to the technology <laughs> like, that will take us there before let's get you start somebody, complaining. Right? Let's get somebody <laughs> on the surface and have them live for a while, and then we'll start examining the socio political consequences of it. Like, you're jumping to step z we're on fucking step a like well yeah it's like i mean calm down i mean the main thing like okay so yeah the big announcement that he had about the mars shoot or whatever and then the next thing was like the reporters that they had or reporters in quotes that they had in the room asking questions afterwards yeah asking about like oh i went to burning man where do i shit on mars like can i kiss you like it's just like (laughs) the fuck it was just like the (laughs) <laughs> goofiest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like, cause he went up there and talked for like an hour and thirty minutes about this really ambitious plan, and he actually got into deep into the science of what it would take to get there. And then these fucking retards in the crowd, you're right, just like trolling, asking like these dumbass questions. And yeah, it's like, hey, I have a comic for you. Like, yeah. can you read it. Like, dude, you know what I'm doing? Like, <laughs> they should really screen people at these events. Like, that they should. We got a bunch of fucking people from BuzzFeed like asking the questions in the audience. Or that's something. what I mean. Like those people should not get into these events. Well, that's I think who wrote the article I was referring to. <laughs> How do we prevent Elon Musk from becoming a, a racist ten interstellar should, warlord? Uh, ten reasons we should stop Elon Musk's evil plan. He wants to make Mars full of white people because he's a Nazi. 
I think he just wants to put somebody on Mars to person period to begin with, and then then we'll talk about the Space Reich. But you right, know. are the Western pioneers are they Nazis because they didn't take enough black people with them? No. Yes. It's just yes. It's just about getting there. No, it's not. It's about getting there. Lewis together. and Clark were Nazis because about, they didn't have enough African Americans in their party. It's about right? getting there together. <laughs> okay. If you can't go together, you can't go at all. That's the new rule. Didn't you read Harrison Bergeron? It's the instruction manual. Yeah, I guess I missed it. Yeah, you're going to have to wear weights around your neck. I just thought the objective was to to do the science so nope. that we could actually get the, you know, see if we could get there together. No, the, the first flight has to have a uh, statistical to... representation yeah. of the population. So there has to be enough different kinds of jelly beans in every jar we yes. send to Mars. I mean, yes, yes, yes. while we're talking about how much we're, we love Nazism, I'd also want to bring up the UN space program, which I found kind of perversely hilarious, that they're going to help uh, developing nations get into space. And I'm reading that and wondering, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're spending all this money so somebody from Ghana can do a high school science experiment in space? Well, first of all, I think that that's like a little misguided. Yeah, the money you're spending on that dumb shit, like, hey, you want to feed yourselves? Right, they don't care about space. They want drinkable water. Like, you you want some some water that will make you sick or some crops or maybe stop people from, like, going around raping everybody, killing them? I mean, that would be, it seems like that'd be a, it'd be a lot better to, like, have a project that says, like, oh, like, we want to, you know, encourage, you know, engineers to, like, you know, help develop the next, you know, crop technology or whatnot in these countries or like, you know, engineer ways to get clean water. Not, oh, hey, let's uh, figure out how to do space yeah. in Ghana. I mean, like, it's, you know, oh, man, our astronaut came back and he he grew a carrot in orbit. Oh, I, well, I, just throw down your AKs, guys. We're done. Well, that Only just seems now. like one of those really political announcements. Like, they're saying, okay... Let's everybody look over here at this cool thing we announced so you don't look at all the shit that needs to be done that we haven't done that we have no plan to do. That's what it seems like. I to think me. it's stupid to say like, "Oh, hey developing country, we're going to help you go into space." Okay. All the countries that have gotten into space by themselves also had like the transitory period where they had, you know, water, schools, crops, roads, laws, police, you know. Right, like how long has China had a successful space program? Hasn't been that long. No. And it took them all this time to get there, and they went through all that to, just to get like their first people in space. I mean, you can't just like, yeah, I jump just over all that. I don't think that picking a random Congolese person and sending them into space is going to cause them to come back. And it's be like, oh, we got to stop cutting off women's breasts now. Shit. You're right. He took a you picture are right. from space. I am right. I am fucking right. I should be in charge. Put me in charge of the UN. We'll get everything figured out in about six months. <laughs> it's a little asterisk next to that. There may be a few few wars. <laughs> Speaking of massive destruction led by a single crazy person, let's talk about Star Trek Generations, Justin's favorite movie. Is that what the first one was called that we had watched? Yeah. With Salek or something, or I can't remember the dude's name. No, no, no. That was... The Final Frontier with Cybok. Oh, Cybok. What was the guy's name in this one where he wanted to like get to the little... Dr. Soren. Soren? Yeah. I had, it was, so it was close. Okay. Anyway. It's Dylan McDermott plays him. <laughs> See if Justin would realize it wasn't the right person. I don't know who the fuck it is. I didn't know it's who the Ian actor... McDowell. 
Okay. <laughs> it's the guy from Malcolm. Orange. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell. I'm gonna keep. Guy. I'm trying to re- misname him on purpose, so Justin keeps going like, yeah, uh, whatever. It's fucking. I don't know. I don't really care either. <laughs> You don't like a Clockwork Orange? No, I mean Clockwork Orange is good. I just don't know actors very well. Oh well, it's the the main guy, Alex, okay. who whistles and kicks the shit out of the old guy while the other dudes rape his wife. He looked older in this movie. He was a little older. It's been about thirty five years. <laughs> it's been a while, but he got there. Okay. So he's the crazy bad man. But first, let's let's talk about the beginning of the movies. It's my favorite part. Where? Where Cameron wakes up from his swimming pool like hallucination and is on the bridge of the enterprise apparently his dad didn't kill him after (laughs) (laughs) maybe his dad did kill him and this is just like his his his, dream his pre-death hallucination before his dad swings the hammer down in his face yeah i i like just though the evolution of his character from ferris bueller to, to this movie it's like he somehow regressed it's like at the end of ferris bueller he was taking a stand and he was going to stand up to his dad and you know, grow a spine, and then this one, he kind of like, he doesn't have a spine anymore. So, like, ooh, Captain Kirk, help me. Good thing they were the only starship in the entire Sol planetary system, though. That was pretty cool. That that seems a little far-fetched, I guess. Like A little, <laughs> considering like that space dock is a fucking teeming hive of spaceships, and they're everywhere. Also, the Elorian refugees, like, they're coming all the way from the, the fucking Delta Quadrant, and they just, they just happen to, like, be pointed right to Earth. Yeah. And nobody saw them coming before nope. that. Like, they weren't tracking them, like, saying, oh, yeah, like, in 48 nope. days, they're going to arrive. For... They came through a time warp. Yeah. Really? We'll talk about that again later. Okay. We'll see if you can spot, spot, you can spot the plot hole. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, Captain Kirk and Scotty and Chekhov, who are, I guess, the only people who needed spending money. Well, the... Uh, it wasn't... What's her name? Ahura there? No. She wasn't? Okay. It was just Chekhov and Scotty okay. and Kirk. Because, you know, William Shatner was signed up for this movie. You're I don't trying, remember. You're trying to hallucinate extra people in? Yeah, kind of. I'm, I'm not sure how they got Shatner to jump onto this movie besides offering him a lot of money. Because th- this is my main problem with this movie is that they had a great ending in Star Trek VI and everybody was sent off the right way. And then they fucked it over by bringing the original cast people back. And that's why... Scotty and Chekhov weren't supposed to be in this. It was supposed to be Spock and McCoy. And DeForest Kelly and Leonard Nimoy both said, I'm not doing this anymore. See you. Bye. Now, when was this movie in Next Generation? Was it after Next Generation ended? Yes. So, like... Okay, so Scotty, despite being much younger in reality when he was on Next Generation, is, in fact, older in the movie when he's supposed to be younger in the movie correct but yes. he still kind of looks the same generally so i like horrible very corpulent looking <laughs> and unhealthy uh but whatever i mean he, they did a good job he did a good job uh like the, he and Chekhov did what they were supposed to do and you know like consistent with their characters everywhere else i have no complaints about that i, mean, I just think it's sad that's all it's sad that they decided to squander the great send-off they gave all the original cast people and just bring them back for this cheesy, like, you know, ham-handed, you know, like, t- you, baton-handing. You can hear them, like, rattling the diabetes medicine in front of, like, uh, James Doohan's face. Like, we're, we're going to keep it until you finish your <laughs> fucking take. It's ours. But, I mean, the, so this, this one actually came out after Next Generation's the series was complete? 
Same like, year, same year it completed. So next generation. That just seems like a very odd time to do a baton passing. No, no, thing. it's perfect. It, you know, in in theory, it's the perfect time because next generation was like at the height of its popularity. I think Star Trek was probably at the height of its popularity in the early '90s because they had two series on the air. They had a third series waiting to come out. When what? No. Deep Space Nine started in 1993. Oh, I thought it started later than that. Nope. Oh, okay. That explains a lot, actually. Right. And they're they're getting ready to do Voyager and launch a whole network, UPN, which Voyager was going to be the show on there. Boy, did they pick the wrong one. Right. But okay. then Next know. Generation ended at like a really high note, and they had a great series ending like two-parter and in the same year they released generations and so they were like filming them simultaneously that wasn't a three-parter am i smoking crack nope. okay i'm smoking crack anyway voyager was wrong because captain janeway is a terrorist take your word for that she just casually murders people and then gives a speech about the prime directive being important the next week that sounds pretty cool it's, she's actually kind of the the inspiration for the chris pine captain kirk i think because they both had the same sort of like, eh, eh, fuck it, attitude. Okay. But then they do the right thing in the end. More or less. I mean, a, with a wake of bodies. After a bunch of crew members have died. Right. You know, after a bunch of people have died, it's like, oh, maybe that was the wrong decision. I'll learn next time. <laughs> I do like the... The part in the beginning, I do like the just like the interaction between the original cast people is pretty good. They know how to play off each other, even if they hate each other in real life. <laughs> Scotty hated. Oh. James Duhan did not like William Shatner. Okay. Well, I didn't know that Chekhov hated him, too. I don't know anything about what he likes or dislikes, but... Uh, we'll have to ask him. I know James Duhan hated William Shatner, but still, you know, they're professionals, and they really look like they were, you know, old comrades in this 10-minute I like uh, their camera beginning. goggles. All the reporters... Yeah, it just seems like you wouldn't have that kind of shit in the 23rd century. The people who had their Snapchat glasses on. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember were like, that. yo, what's up, Captain Kirk? And then, you know, they, yeah. they threw some purple drink on him. <laughs> oh, okay. Taking their little 10-second snaps of Captain Kirk saying, this is a thrill to be on the Enterprise again. Thanks, guys. That really seemed out of place. That seemed like more a commentary on, like, the real-life media than the media in the Star Trek universe because there's there were, had never been anything like that up to that point in any of the movies or series. Yeah, why is he a celebrity? Yeah, it's like... I don't think people ever really cared about that that much in the movies. The only person who seems to care about, like, starships and shit is Captain Picard's creepy nephew who dies in a fire right. in this movie. Right. So... But, I mean, I could Man, see it plausibly. Like, people know... <laughs> people know who Kirk is... Because like they've gone on all these famous missions and stuff, and they've saved the world like like six times or something. Yeah, I don't know. He fucking like tackled the the Federation president and saved him from a laser bolt in the, in the last movies. Okay. Maybe I, maybe that's where his fame came from. That's like yes, like uh, clothesline the president incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. They're taking a cruise around Pluto. Yeah, in the Enterprise B. For fun, because. And then the big doom cloud shows up. Yep. The ribbon. Who who knows? And then Whoopi Goldberg comes out of it, and Captain Kirk gets sucked into it. Well, I thought there was like... 
a ship that was like near a star or something like that and like you couldn't escape its gravity or something i don't know i'm trying to remember i was half paying attention to watching this movie when that stuff was happening there's at the, start. The, the their their refugee ship is near the big energy ribbon is that what they were near? right Oh. The ships can't okay. escape the energy ribbon because it's pulling them in, and the same thing happens to the Enterprise B, and Kirk has to like reprogram the deflector to like Kirk, blast them out yeah, of Yeah, Kirk saves the day because yeah. they get the refugees, and then they have to get away from the ship and the big energy ribbon, and Kirk saves the day to do it, and he gets sucked into space. Well, I do. He got sucked into like the energy ribbon somehow, but I didn't realize the ship was being pulled in by the energy ribbon, I guess. Yeah, it was, I thought it was some other sort of gravity thing. That and was... they couldn't get out. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It's not. It's not at all important why. It's just Captain Kirk has to save the day, and then he gets sucked into the energy ribbon to ride horses and play with his dog. Yeah, and bang his wife. Okay. I, that that was part of the movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> when he tells Picard, "I have to ride over that hill, and that's where I'm going to meet her," but I want to hang out with you. Yeah, never is able to jump over the gap. Didn't have the courage to jump over the gap. Finger quotes. Finger quotes, the gap. Okay. Couldn't jump over the orifice divide. <laughs> Couldn't go to the other side. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's some gay subtext there. Gay subtext or subtextual gap advertisement? <laughs> He's falling through the gap, maybe? I think it's a metaphor for him getting <laughs> over the pussy, you know? Like, he, he's done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see that, but <laughs> he and Picard are cooking a breakfast together. The that's, that's getting up. There. Enterprise B. What? What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's? I don't even remember it. It's an Excelsior ship. It's so forgettable. I think the design is kind of cool. I already seen the fucking design before. No, it's a different. It's slightly different. You know, they give like the they put like the. There's like fins on the side of the deflector thing, and it looks it looks pretty cool. I, I it's a base model with like a spoiler. It's Shut up, Justin. <laughs> I could tell you more about the Enterprise C than I could about the Enterprise B, and that only shows up in one Next Generation episode. Yeah, probably. where Wesley dies, so it's all good. But then it's all because it was in an alternate reality. I know it's so. all dream, but yeah. still, yeah, still. He takes a panel right in the face. Oh, Ugh, Captain, help me, save me! It's cool that it's cool that they start out on the holodeck thing doing the yeah. the promotion ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's the the like the pager message for card. Like, hey, by the way, your all your only living family's dead. L O L O L O L O L O L. Please call back. But everything leading up to that is pretty good. Like no, it's it's funny. Like yeah, Data's well, like, I don't understand humor. I'm gonna throw Doctor Crusher in the water. That'll be really funny. Or just like <laughs> Picard, like talking about how like oh, it's so great here out at sea and stuff, and you nobody could reach you, and Riker's just like shitting on his parade, just be like brutal discipline, no women. <laughs> his character is set. <laughs> <laughs> no women, just cabin boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately the first thing you notice about this movie 
is when they're walking around in the ship, it doesn't look anything like it looks in the, in no. the series. Like the series is all brightly lit. And That's everything. not what I first noticed. No, and it's like all dark and stuff. And what did yeah. you first notice, Justin? Well, I didn't notice that just because I didn't really watch Next Generations. Oh, well, I mean, Next Generations lit like a TV show. Everything is equally light. Oh, okay. This movie is just like, you know, movie lighting where it's all dark for some reason. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. I couldn't fucking tell you. It really conflicts with the, I guess, the ethos that they try to portray on the show, which was, you know, very positive, upbeat, versus this, where it seems like they're a warship when you walk around and yeah, everything's so dark. Picard has to go to his cabin in his <clears throat> captain's outfit and look at his photo album with neat holographic photo stickers. Right, and then has to, like, you know, start sobbing at Counselor Troy or something, and she's, like, actually just... You know, looking at him like, oh, shit, what do I say? <laughs> shit, my nephew died. Okay. How, how did he die? He died in a fire because my brother was a Luddite who hated technology and didn't like fire extinguishers. That's actually retard. the real truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I were a counselor, I'd been like, well, your brother's a fucking retard then. GG. Also, even if there was a fire, I mean, don't they have like a weather control system on Earth? That's, and, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's it's the 24th, 5th century? 24th century. Jesus, like, you got fire extinguishers from whenever, water from billions of years ago, rain cloud generators. I, they could have beamed the fucking fire station next to them. I mean, goddamn, like... You have to really go out of your way to die in a fire at that point in time. Right. Like, you're wondering if it was suicide or <laughs> not. <laughs> that guy had enough of his fucking bitch wife and smashed the oil lantern right. on the floor and just closed the door. Her cooking got really bad. <laughs> he just had enough. It's over. What was his name? Renee? Although she, yeah, she doesn't die, though. It's just him and his, his nephew that died. Oh, I thought they all died. No, it was just, oh. like, she's the only one who wasn't in the fire or something. Does Picard bang her later? I don't. I don't oh. think so. Was that a deleted scene? Did I miss that? Mm, guess. I don't know. Did you think that part was funny, Justin, or is it just us? Which one? Where Captain Picard's like, "Oh, my family died," and he has his photo album full of hologram stickers. I thought it was kind of strange that, like, all the talk of you know bettering humanity and whatnot, and he still has this mindset of like, "Oh well, I wanted to carry on my family line, or I didn't think I had to." Blah blah blah. I don't know. It just seems strange. It's like everything they talk about in this movie is like, oh, we've got a better, you know, humanity in that culture. And it's like, oh, well, I want my DNA to go on still. It doesn't seem like a... It just seems like a very strange thing for people in this time to say that and other things about Yeah, but Picard never fucked a scientist who didn't tell him about not having a kid for 25 years, so he didn't have the opportunity. Whatever. Look, Picard bangs a woman like half his age in the series multiple times, so he's got absolutely no room to complain. 24th right. century male birth control. That's what he's been on this whole time. <laughs> it's called being bald. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being a stodgy old fuck who probably like gives her the low-energy phaser beam in the stomach while she sleeps to make sure nothing's going on. <laughs> Let's just uncatch that, shall we? <laughs> but no, I actually, I disagree a little bit. I think it's kind of a natural thing to be concerned about whatever century you're living in, and he really had planned his life in a certain way, and now it's like, oh, like, oh, shit, like, you know, after me, there's going to be nobody else in my family left that 
seems like he would at least give that us some thought, and he does, and I think he learns his lesson by the end of the movie. Which is what? He says it. He's like, it's, you know, uh, how we lived is more important than the things we leave behind. Yeah, says the guy with no kids trying to talk himself into that being a good decision. Well, I guess I guess yeah. it worked out. He it worked out for him. He believes it. After he buried <laughs> Captain Kirk under some rocks for animals to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Captain Picard. Well, excuse me. Really sad, and then um, Data gets his emotion chip. Oh God. <laughs> That's probably like the most cringeworthy <laughs> and most entertaining thing in this movie, I think. Dude, gets his fucking ram chip. Yeah, where he's like, he starts like going nuts and his, his face starts like pulling and did like he said a facelift or whatever. And he's like, I can't stop laughing. Mm. Like he's been exposed to like Joker toxin or something. Leading to the great image macro of rape data. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there was another. Um, Image macro. I didn't know where it came from. Oh wait, it was the next movie. Never mind. Talk about it then. <laughs> okay. So Data gets his emotions chip and can't handle it. And right, he starts like making shitty jokes at every opportunity, <laughs> like Mister Tricorder and <laughs> oh. Open Sesame <laughs> to the door. <laughs> yeah, he got programmed with shitty humor. Yeah, and he yeah. says, "Oh shit!" when they're crashing. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Too spooky. Anyway. He loves scanning for life forms. He s- sings a little song about it. <laughs> so then the energy ribbon shows up. Best. Okay. Right. <laughs> but best meme to come out of this movie is when they're in the uh, stellar cartography thing and with Data and they're doing like the thing and Picard's like, you know, like, oh, he's he's not trying to get to the ribbon. He's trying to make the ribbon come to him and then some guy cut it with like a cat playing with <laughs> a ball of yarn or something. Is that where you're thinking of the exploding star? Because <clears throat> Dylan McDermott wants to get it to come to him so he's going to blow up the star with his rocket. Maybe that's where I'm... And change the course of the energy ribbon. Thinking things wrong, Yeah. So after okay. Picard picks up John Seed McGinley and his friends from the Energy Ribbon, they're in Tent Forward, and they shake hands, and it's like, oh, pleased to meet you, which we we'll come back to that. It's key. And then Picard does captain shit, and right. he And they can... have to go over to the station because the Romulans are there looking for shit that Dr. Soren stole from them. The, yeah, the tri- trilithium. And then Jordy gets kidnapped, and they, they put a GoPro on him. Yep. And use them to find the Enterprise shield codes. And then it all ends up with Picard getting sucked into the Nexus. Well, Picard goes down to the planet to, like, talk Soren out of, like, blowing up the star or whatever. Yep. And, you know. Soren's very fast rocket. Yes. Goes from the ground to the sun in about 10 seconds. And somehow Worf can't target it with the, the phasers. Mm. Worf, yeah, he's having a right. rough day. Picard is in his a Christmas carol with his children. Yep. Yeah, that did seem a little strange to have like old Victorian housing and whatnot, and it's exactly. his fantasy Dress styles. And it's then his he's, fantasy. he's just like, "Oh, wait a minute, that's right, I fucking hate kids, and that's that's done." Or like yeah, the, the kids just like phase out of existence. <laughs> or like the part where he's walking around and Guinan's like in there on his carousel, and he's like looking at her like, "Get off my unicorn!" <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Justin, did you spot the plot hole at this point in time? Oh yeah. Guinan and Picard's conversation. 
No, I don't remember. Where Picard's like, I have to go back to Viridian 3 and stop uh, Dr. Saren from launching his rocket. You should come with me, Guinan. And she goes like, nope, can't. I'm a ghost. But I can send you anywhere you want, anytime and place. So Picard then says, okay, let me get an old fat guy to help me. And he doesn't say, let me go back to 10 forward and shoot Soren in the face. Or let me go back to when Soren was getting born and stab him in the neck. He uses his get-out-of-jail-free card very poorly. Yeah. It sort of worked out for him. But he's supposed to be a smart guy. It's like, <laughs> I can send you anywhere, anytime. And he's like, I give... Send yeah, me but his- if he kills, like, the baby... Saren? Yeah. And it's like that could have unintentional consequences. But he's saying, like, send me back to, like, five seconds before this shit happens. That's a little just, strange. Just send him back to 10 forward when they pick Soren up and say, like, like, hey, arrest him. When he, like, just got to his little space laser thing and or space harpoon. I mean, there's numerous places he could have gone. Not, like, give me the slimmest possible margin. Yeah. But I need help. Oh, I know just the guy. It'll look cooler that way. I know just the guy. He's been on a juice diet. Getting skinny. Mm. Chopping wood. Yeah. There there we go. Beautiful day. (laughs) Yep. Again, leading to great confusion over the economy because Captain Kirk talks about selling his house and there's some confusion about that and... Making eggs with Picard, and they're they're trying. Yeah, but to it's make like you sell your house, you get one house ticket to get another house. It's not really like. When was this nineteen eighty four? You get a house coupon. Yeah, or it's <laughs> okay. probably kind of just like they use the term "sold" to just mean they, you know, vacate the house and put it up on the market, and just somebody says, "I would like this," and moves in. They don't pay for it. Nope, I'm, I'm never gonna buy that. That's just fucking stupid. But they make breakfast, and they go ride horses. And Captain Picard's like, I need you to come help me punch a guy in the face with a rocket. And Kirk's like, no, I don't want to. And then Picard says, it'll be a really great challenge. And Kirk's like, oh, okay. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Let's jump over the big gap with the horses to prove we're not afraid. Yeah. Yay! Uh, much like he jumps over the big gap on the bridge, right? Symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> but the horse isn't falling him and kill him. Right, but that's what he was saying, that he wasn't afraid because it's not real. Mm. So, But when he's out there, he knows it's real, and he's afraid, and he still does it. He's he, still got it. He doesn't care. He's Captain Kirk. Right. But I like how when they come back together, that before Picard showed up like on the bridge and was fighting Soren, and Soren kicked his ass. And I like how he comes this time, and like Kirk's there, and just like... He turns around, he's like, boom, punch him right in the face, and he's down. <laughs> it's, it's classic Kirk. Like, he's he's really good. And then, like, the weaving in and out of the, the metal. <laughs> Kirk, I don't know. And, and they you can see just... Kirk's big gut the whole time, and he's he's still dominating Soren. <laughs> they should have just ganged up on Soren and choked him to death or something. I know. Their plan for splitting up was pretty bad. Yep. They should have just taken out Soren mm-hmm. first, and then they should have fixed the rocket. And then Captain Kirk gets a bridge dropped on him, and, and the movie is sort of almost over. Right. Almost. And they, they settled on the bridge falling on him and saving the day thing versus the original death, which was Soren just like shoots him in the back or something, and the test audiences hated it so much. Yep, they had to go do reshoots. And yeah. then uh, the Enterprise crashes, and yeah. glass flies everywhere even though the ship has been stretched and shot at and partially blown up before with no glass flying everywhere. It looks better in the movie. 
And then Data's like, oh, my cat. Boo-hoo, my cat. Spot. Yep, and then Captain Picard is like, I got... Spot is an awful name for a cat. It's Data's cat. Captain Picard's got some junk in his office and is just like, all right, that's all I wanted out of here. Let's go. I love how, too, Mr. Plinkett pointed out in his review of it that all the shit that Picard, like, just he's in his office rummaging through and he's, like, throwing it away and smashing shit... Oh. Those are, they're all props from the yeah. series that, like, yeah. he had shown that, like, ooh, this was, like, a priceless item or but something. What, what is that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, the clay pot thing. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. the thing his old professor gives him in that one episode, and it's, like, this priceless thing and a gift from an old friend. And, like, in this movie, he just, like, throws it over the, his the shoulder. Nesco. Yeah, and yeah. smashes it and is, like, where's my photo album? <laughs> I, I just think it's funny. He walks into the office to get, like, one book and then turns around, like, Pfft. Yeah, whatever his fish. What about his fish? Come Dead. On. Oh, Spot ate on. it. <laughs> K Trees Day. K Trees Day. Yeah, I assume I that fucking hate what movie. happened is that they just evacuated the crew and then they sent some other ship to clean up all the other crap from the planets. But I, I hate this movie so much. It's like one big long episode. It's a bad episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's a season seven episode. It's a fistful of data's episode. I think it would have actually been it would have been better if they had... All Good Things was definitely a good series ender, but I, this could have been... They could have made this a three-parter episode or something. Whatever. At the expense of sounding like one of our other special guests, this movie's boring, let's talk about something else. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It would have been a much better movie. Wow, it's pretty harsh. It is really bad, though. <laughs> Did you think that this was better or worse than the next one? Well, again, like... For, no, purely from a, a entertainment movie perspective. I couldn't honestly remember a lot of this movie, so like, no, it wasn't very good. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's the mark like, of a really bad movie. Then you don't even remember it. Well, no, I was like, I remember bits and pieces, but I'm like, is there a star? The star? There's like, uh, it's just like it wasn't good. So yeah, but I'm again like, so far, have since you've started dragging me through all these Star Trek movies, it hasn't turned me into like some diehard fan. So good. This one hasn't changed that yet either. You gotta watch the TV show to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've taken some of your Chinese cartoon recommendations, yeah, just Justin. Take hey. a break from the octopus sex anime stuff and just watch one of these episodes or yeah. whatever. <laughs> hey, right now, I'm watching a show about people who have psychic abilities and they fight each other. It's very bad. Covering what percentage of anime? Huh? What what percentage of anime does that cover? People who have psychic powers and fight each other? That's is that like thirty percent? Didn't they make a whole movie about that? It's like okay, it's like a magical girl show, but with like guys. And like they're like giant, enormous guys. It's Jojo. What'd you say? They're like Geodude? No, it's called Jojo. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, they're giant to... enormous guys? Yeah, they're like I don't know, everyone else in the series are like, you know, normal looking people, and then these guys just look like ginormous football players with psychic powers fighting each other. It's very strange. Okay. I mean, maybe. But that's the only anime I'm watching. None of the little tentacle stuff, none of the stuff, I, you know. I didn't our, say tentacle stuff. That was him. None of our the stuff our mutual friend with, starts with an A would watch. <laughs> I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying. I've taken some of your Chinese cartoon recommendations. Yeah. You take a Star Trek recommendation. It's an easier pill to swallow in my mind. Chinese cartoon recommendations because you only got twelve episodes. They're all like twenty minutes. Okay. It's like six hours. 
They're only like 40-minute episodes of Star Trek because you're not watching yeah, any commercials. Yeah, but they're seven seasons, and they're like... That's why you don't watch it all at once. You just like, you know, watch a few here and there and just work your way through it. Like, it might take you like a no, year. you gotta binge it. You gotta binge. You, got, you can't have a year-long commitment Then binge like it, then. I can't do that. That's too many episodes. Well, skip season one, then. You won't miss anything. <laughs> there, I just saved you. No, honestly, I think when you gave me this series on like hard drive or something like i ended up watching season one and then i'm like yeah whatever this is season one ruined it for you maybe that was your mistake oh yeah mistake i have to live with now so no go into the nexus and undo it Mm. go meet a past version of yourself you gotta blow up the star here your mistake was giving up yeah Whatever. You gave up after season one. It's just that you're right on the cusp of when it gets good. You can't, yeah. you won't ever discover the roots of Picard's rage that makes him get out his Tommy gun. Okay. That's the image macro I was talking about, by the way. <laughs> Shooting the Goonies kid. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah. moving on to what was this movie called? First Contact? Yeah, you got it right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was more amusing than the first one. Yeah, it's it's just a better movie all around. This is a really I really like this one. It's a great movie. Yep. I saw this in the theaters when it originally came out. It was pretty cool. It was scary. Scary? I was I was ten years old. It was pretty scary. What was scary about this movie? When you're ten years old, you get like these nightmare like looking Borg guys everywhere, like shooting like tubes in people's oh. necks and shit. Like you don't see where that could scare a ten year old, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I was more afraid of like Jurassic Park when I was a kid and I saw that. That scared me too. So you just didn't see this movie. No, I didn't. Yeah, so you would have been scared. I would have been scared of bored dinosaurs. You will be. Yeah. No. Anyway, I honestly, again, like it is a problem for me with Star Trek movies so far that I've seen. I can't remember how they start. I don't remember how this one starts either. This one starts with Captain Picard having a nightmare, a nice dream about being a member of the Borg Collective. Oh, and then he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. But it's like an an Inception nightmare. He like wakes up from one, and then he's like, oh, and he puts some water on his face. (laughs) I felt like I was mushrooms grow out of his face. I missed something here. Was there something in the series about yeah. him? Yeah. Okay, like yeah, he was assimilated by the Borg. Can't in have the a series. ton of homework to watch a movie like this. But they explain <laughs> it in this movie what happened to him. So if you didn't watch the series, you could kind of get with it anyway. Like it's a it's a mystery to those who haven't seen the series, like why he hates them so much or whatever. But you get it explained like three fourths of the way through the movie. I just felt like. The way they introduced it at the start and the way they talked about the Borg throughout it, it's like, I'm familiar with the concept of the Borg, but I felt like I was still missing something along the way. Like, I felt like, oh, geez, like, did I miss a movie? Did I download the right one? Like, (laughs) it is definitely like you have to have some familiarity with Star Trek. But like I said, at the time, Star Trek was like uber popular. So Mm -hmm. it was pretty standard fare to be familiar with the Borg because they're pretty popular villains. I mean, they're like in every other episode of Voyager. Mm. Oh, yeah. I never saw Voyager at all. I can tell you that much. Don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. Don't? Don't. Okay. Just shaking your head, closing your eyes. Don't. don't. It's terrible. All right. It's Duly really noted. Bad. Worse than um, 
the Generations movie, the other one we were talking about. Yep. Okay. All right. Really bad. Really bad. Got it. Really, really bad. Okay. Anyway, Captain Picard wakes up. Got a Borg face on. And wakes up again, and he doesn't. Yeah. And then Starfleet's like, hey, there's a Borg cube coming to Earth, LOL. Just because. And then it goes through a time warp. And then makes... No, but, no, but first Captain Picard says, I'm not going to follow my orders because I want to go fight the Borg. Oh, yeah, rather than go to some neutral zone shit, something, yep. something, something. Some nebulas on the neutral zone. A class three See, comet. like, the type of thing I would have liked to see, like, okay, yeah, all right, all this shit happens. Like, yeah, he saves the day. And then, like, shit actually happened in the neutral zone. He's like, what the fuck, Picard? You just doomed us all. And then the series ends. That would have been pretty funny. What if Picard and Riker were little cute little girls who turned into spaceships and fought each other? Oh, I mean, that could happen. I mean, there was that one series. I know. I, I never watched that one. It's too fucking weird. One of the anyway. big things that does not make sense about this movie is Picard's, like, how much he hates the Borg. His bloodlust. Anyway. Yeah, his bloodlust, because it's pretty clear in the series, like, he's kind of made peace with it by the end. Like, he had an opportunity to, like, fucking wipe out all the Borg, and he didn't take it in the series. And they help out that lone Borg drone guy, Hugh. And yeah, yeah, but, I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about this for people who haven't watched all the shit, though, like... Right, but if you watch Star Trek, it doesn't. His bloodlust makes no sense, really. Yeah, but we're we're getting ahead, though. We're getting to the Tommy gun already. We're going to talk about the bizarre time travel plot first. What's bizarre about it? They do it all uh, the time I, in Star I, Trek. You know, if the Borg can, okay, yeah, but if the Borg can time travel next to Earth, why can't they time travel like somewhere else in the middle of nowhere and then show up to like 1905 Earth? I don't know. It just it raises the question, just like the Nexus thing, where we can we can you can go anywhere in time, any place you want. Like, okay, here is what we'll do. Yeah, that's why I, I think I brought this up when they I initially was asking about time travel. In the whale movie, it was yeah. just like, well, if they can time travel, why don't the baddies use time travel more often? And it just becomes into like a time police show because it's yeah. It's a technology that is there. I mean, it's not used often, but people yep. can do it. So it seems like it'd be a bigger issue than it actually is. Yep. It's not really they don't have a standardized technology for it, though. It's it's kind of like every time they do it, it's either like haphazardly or by accident or it's they kind of like jerry-rig together some kind of calculation or something that allows them like the slingshot around the sun thing. It's not like that's a prescribed method for for doing it yeah but it's like something they can figure out it's not like i mean yeah spock's good but i'm sure there's somebody just as good on the borg that you know can no figure out how to do i, that I think that in, like in the spock and the classic star trek era it was something you had to do like bespoke but now it seems like it's kind of on demand because when they're going back to the the future or the present whatever you want to call it at the end of this movie it's just like all right we're going back punch punch it up boop, 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 boop. okay or the borg want to go back in time captain the borg are emitting you know chronoton particles hmm must be time travel yeah it seems like they kind of figured it out which <clears throat> again really begs the question of like okay so why don't go, they do this more often? Go assimilate like 1920s. Like everybody's busy wearing zoot suits with huge lapels and listening to jazz and the Borg show up and kill them all. So the Borg could be the guys from They Live? Possible. <laughs> or maybe the Borg can crash in Antarctica and like they'll like be on thought later in the future. 
Right. And, yeah. They did an episode of Enterprise. Did you see this? No. As a follow-up <laughs> to this movie. It was really bad. It's like what happened to the Borg that crash-landed from the, the sphere that they blow up. Mm-hmm. They land in Antarctica, and they're frozen, and then they unfreeze them, like a survey team finds them, and then they start assimilating ships and flying around, and Captain Archer has to stop them. And then everybody forgets about it. Archer? Yeah. Who's that? The Enterprise the, captain. The and, fail captain. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Oh, okay. Another series not to watch. It's right down there at Voyager. All right. Yeah. Don't. It's not worth it. Okay. Don't do it to yourself. Anyway, they show up to Earth, and there's time travel for some reason, so let's go back in time. And what's the Borg's plan? Well, they want to stop people from talking to Vulcans because then they can take over Earth and make it into a, a big metal planet. I don't know how terrible. Okay, looks like we got to stop them. What are they doing? They're attacking a missile launcher site in Montana. They hmm. want to stop the great scientist Zephyr Coolidge. <laughs> Yeah, it's Ephraim Cochran. What a guy. I mean, okay, that part was kind of strange. It's like, yeah, there's a little bit of, like, hero worship going on there. But, like, it's obvious the dude is, like, alcoholic. He's, like, doesn't give a shit. It's like, why would you, like, try and put more pressure on him like that? But I think because that's Because they're all, they're all fucking dork retards. Who are like, right. Oh, my God, I can't believe I met Ephraim. It's like people who are like, hey, William Shatner, can I have some of your blood? Have your fingernail clippings? Yeah, like freaky weird people. Like <laughs> Jordy's like, yeah, there's gonna be a statue of you right over there, reaching for the stars. And this guy's like, I'm fucking hungover, and my rocket got blown up last night. What are you talking about? Don't tell me this shit. <laughs> or uh, Charles Barkley shows up. Mister Barkley, Reg. Barkley. Yeah, I know. I call him Charles Barkley. Yeah, and he's uh, just following the around. We, the weird guy who's got like the coil. He's like, it's such an honor to shake your hand. Can, oh. I, can I suck your dick? Okay. All these creepy assholes who never, you know, touched a tit showing up like, ooh, whoa. That's I think that's perfect, though. Because they're all born like 200 years after yeah. this guy had been around. So they have this idea of what he's supposed to be like. Well, just I mean, like everybody who has a hero. And then you meet no, your No, it would be the equivalent of like... <laughs> Us meeting, you know, a George Washington or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I right. mean, because that's about the same time frame. Yeah, and he's like, like we think he's supposed to be this honest guy who never, like, he didn't lie about chopping down the cherry tree or whatever, right? And yeah, it's but like, we don't know if we was... met him, he turned out to be a huge asshole, maybe, and we're like, this is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like I, that. It's like, I, yeah, I think you expect like George Washington to be like a really cool dude, but then like he, you know drinks a lot and spits on the floor and stuff. Right, or like you meet Abe Lincoln and you're like thinking of this great statesman you're like, wow, he smells bad or something. (laughs) And he's got a squeaky voice. Right. Yeah, which he actually did apparently, so. Okay. So I I think that's perfect though, like the way, and the way that he's played too is good. Like the, what's the guy's name? James Cromwell. Yeah, he does a good job as Ephraim Cochran. I like him as an alcoholic. I think he's, he's awesome. Yeah. He's like, I don't even take, I don't even fucking fly on planes. I take trains everywhere. I hate everything about flying. <laughs> he's great. He's perfect. But I agree with Justin that it's just like really cringy. Like the people running up to him, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. but it's meant to be like. That. Can I have some of your hair for my collection? It's, it's meant to be like that. I know. I, I think they're also yeah. talking about Star Trek fans to a little bit. Honestly, think, yeah, Star Trek I think, fans. Like and there's a little bit of commentary. Any in fan, there. anybody who has a hero and meets their hero, I think that's what they're going after. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking Star Trek fans specifically, probably yeah, like yeah, a little tongue in cheek, just a little, yeah. a little. Mm, you guys need to stop trying to touch Gates McFadden. At the but he just he has like 
he's so good as a drunk and plays him like so well as an outlandish drunk and, and stuff that like even in that that episode of enterprise like they say like you know like oh dr cochran said all this stuff about these like evil robot zombies trying to take us over and stuff and the vulcan ladies like you know maybe you should discount what he said dr cochran was often prone to like you know outlandish stories and stuff. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah he, he's a big drunk alcoholism is funny it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Right. So the Borg being them so the the Borg don't succeed in killing Dr. Cochran. They kill his crew. Right. And they almost kill his his friend Lily, but she gets beamed up to the Enterprise to get medical attention. And then Captain Picard is like, It's really hot in engineering, Geordie, and Geordie's like, Yeah, I know, man. And it turns out the Borg are South Americans, so they're like a little warm. And there's Borg on the ship. They didn't, oh, no. they didn't build a wall on the ship, so the Borg got over the See, border. That's, they, they built it too late. <laughs> yeah. See, okay, so they're like android-type... Cyborg. Cyborgs, whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought they would want it cooler to like keep their you know, CPU temperatures down and whatnot. No, like... no, they're, they're good. Oh, okay. They, they don't use NVIDIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever then. They're they're using like the advanced architecture or whatever that like low power consumption. So why do they want it? Oh whatever. I don't the hotter thing is just strange to me. I no, but it's never explained. Okay. Nobody fucking They knows. just said because that's the way it is on a Borg ship. Yeah, but so there I must think be some just reason. asking why yeah. is it like that on a Borg ship. <laughs> it must have something to do with their organic parts. Who gives a fuck the Borg on that's the important thing is yeah. the Borg on the ship. And they're taking over. Why do they want to take over? Nobody knows until they get to deck 17 or whatever and stop. Well, I think at first they're trying to get control of the ship to just continue firing the torpedoes. Uh, Data locks them out. Right, and then Data locks them out, so their next logical thing is, oh, we're going to contact the help that exists in this century and have them come and assimilate everything since they might not get the whole ship. Right, they got to call home for help. Yeah. And they do, maybe, maybe. Oh, again, that Enterprise episode. The board, those board they find are following like the last command that they have in first contact, which is to send the signal, and they send the signal, and yeah. they're like, "Ooh, what does that delay the, in- the invasion to the twenty fourth century?" Well, well, they're saying like, yeah. "Oh, where are they sending it? Looked like the Delta yeah. Quadrant. Mm, they won't get there till like the twenty fourth century." It's like, oh, okay. Right. So they're trying to retroactively explain like how the Borg came into the series. Never mind the fact that like in the series, Q takes them to the Borg. Right. And the Borg could have found out everything they needed to know about Earth just from reading their computer bank. Whatever. Stupid. But anyway, back back to the the real movie. Back to the plot. So that after Data locks them out with a, you know fractal encryption puzzle thing. Rubik's Cube puzzle? Yeah, Rubik's Cube. They go to the deflector dish. Deflector dish. The, the, oh, the big yeah, thing on the a... front to try and make it into a transmitter. Yeah. And then Worf shoots them. And then they float and off it's like a simulate this and it's like blows them up. Yeah. In a great action movie line. Then the Borgard, you know, that's, they're defeated now. But then... Worf should have been played by uh, Arnold... I don't think he was available for the TV run. <laughs> I don't. I think he might have been busy in the late '80s, early '90s. Doing what? Making Total Recall. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, that was 1990, man. 
Oh, okay, whatever. So yeah, whatever. They're they're back. They're they're doing whatever. Picard gets you know meets from Cochran's friend after she escapes from Doctor Crusher when they're trying to evacuate the medical bay with the Voyager Doctor hologram in there. Blah 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 blah. Picard's like, hey, check it out. There's this big you know force field window. I'm gonna let you get sucked out in space. What? Oh, yeah. oh, that that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Where like they're looking out over the earth, and they're like, "Oh wow, that is Earth." Okay. And then there's like there's two kind of like plots in the movie that converge at a few points. But then there's down on the planet, they're trying to talk Zephyr Cochran into like, "No, you should make your flight. We're going to help you repair your rocket using 24th century technology, and nobody will never know about it." And, oh, you don't want to? We're going to shoot you with a phaser until you do. And oh, by the <laughs> way, you know. It's mandatory that you make this flight, and Commander of the Forge and Commander Riker are going to go with you. But if anybody ever asked you who your co-pilots were, they both died in the fire. <laughs> well, he, that's another <laughs> Never thing. Never it again. It's another thing they say. Like he he said, like, "Oh, these people from the future helped me and stuff," and then he recanted the whole thing. <laughs> yep. So then they they make the rocket fly with some some classic rock in the eight track player. And I guess simultaneously on the Enterprise, Picard tries to get everybody to evacuate and smashes a bunch of model starships and goes generally crazy. No! Yeah. And that's where he explains why he hates the Borg. And you, then he, he has to go rescue yeah. Data because Data's like, Captain, I'm still in engineering. And Picard's like, oh, I knew I forgot. You I, skipped I, the I, part where, they, where he and... Uh, Lily go to the holodeck to divert the Borg, and he gets the machine gun. Gets the machine gun from another <laughs> that '70s show cast member. Yeah, from Donna's dad and uh, Bob Pinciotti. Ah. Yeah, and then shot with the metal nose. Yep, Nikki the nose in Picard's shitty detective novels. He likes to play in dicks. Yeah, and then he he shoots people with a machine gun and is like trying to beat the Borg to death with the stock of the gun. <laughs> It's a little overkill, but... And Lily's like, I think you got him. He's dead. He's like, yeah, I'm going to rip this guy open now. Get his little chip out. Yeah, it's Ensign Lynch. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to smear all the guts over my face. I'm crazy. A little bit. Then Data gets trapped in my engineering, and they evacuate the ship, and Picard says, like, oh, I got to get my priceless android back. Yep. And it turns out Data was going to double-cross the Borg Queen the whole time because he never really wanted to be human because that's stupid. Well, he did for a fraction of a second. Point zero 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 eight microseconds. It's a lifetime for an android. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Clark. Don't be an androidist. <laughs> Is that the right thing? Check your privilege. Check my privilege. <laughs> Check your non-bionic privilege. Anyway, Data makes a very heart-wrenching decision over the course of point zero 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 one eight seconds, microseconds, and decides he's not going to betray everybody. He makes some torpedoes miss Zephram Cochran's ship, and Zephram Cochran's like, oh shit, the Enterprise is here. It's really big, isn't it? And Riker's like, yeah, real big. And then they fly for a while, and they stop, and I guess they fly back to Earth at warp speed. Yeah, I don't really know what... It's, it's like they just like oh they just like fly out and I thought like oh they're gonna meet you know whatever that alien ship is out there but then like they get back somehow and it doesn't seem like that is a very that's what always kind of a craft that is good for <laughs> landing yeah exactly that's what always kind of weirded me out about this movie because Picard's like oh the original Phoenix ship is in the, mu- the Smithsonian Museum it's like oh so I guess they went and got it they fished it out fine no well, okay whatever but 
they just like turn around and go home and land right right back in Bozeman, Montana. Maybe it's like a SpaceX rocket. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking guess so. That's just it's very convenient for them. It's nifty. I mean, it has the warp nacelles that come out, but it also still has like the part of the rocket engine on it too. So maybe they do use that to land, who knows. It's just not explained. It's very strange yeah. that they they just they're back on Earth. Fine, whatever. Back on Earth, the Enterprise is all fixed. Data's face is melted off because so they, they use the gas. The Vulcan ship that came to greet them on Earth make first contact, see the Enterprise in orbit? No, they told you that the, the Enterprise hid behind the moon or something, so the Vulcans couldn't detect them. I must have missed that. Okay. Yeah. Warf's the Enterprise says it's got 200-some years of technology on these Vulcan guys so they can, you know... And wave them. it away. Yeah, Jordy and Data them. made up some science. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, okay. Whatever. And then the Vulcans come out and shake Zephyr Crocker's hand. He's like, let's get drunk and listen to rock and roll. Oh, okay. And they do. The end. And then they do the end. And that, that's, that's Star Trek. Oh. Although the, the end of Star Trek Enterprise does have two good episodes where they go to like the evil goatee mirror universe. And the way they introduce that is they have that ending scene from Star Trek Enterprise again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when the Vulcan guy like throws his robe back and is ready to shake his hand, Zephyr Cochran, like, he considers shaking his hand and he just pulls up a sawed off shotgun and kills him. <laughs> and the, the other humans like stream on board the Vulcan ship and brutally murder them all. And that's how like the Terran Empire gets founded. They just steal the technology and start murdering people and conquering them. <laughs> That was pretty funny. <laughs> that it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. A little strange, but go for it. That's, yeah, go to universe. That's cool. Go, yeah. You're really going to miss it when we get to next week. Okay. You're going to be begging for Star Trek First Contact. We'll see about that. Oh, no. You will be. Trust me. Yeah. No, see, because usually it's like good movie, bad movie, good movie, bad movie, but now it's like two bad movies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So no more whale movies, no more. No. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. Shoot. All right. Yes, the, the movie, the next movies <laughs> have been... heavily beforehand. The next movies are sacrificed at the altar <laughs> of, you know, special effects. Oh, and, man. And, and cheesy action movie Oh, schlock. they're so bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I will drink heavily beforehand, and I'll watch it right before I come here. Hopefully I'll die driving here, <laughs> and um, it'll be great for me. Yeah. Not it, for you. It would be extremely painful, would you say? Yeah, for me. I want you to steal the desktop plans. Oh, man, I'm really heavily guarded. It would be extremely dangerous for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatevs. No, not whatevs. Next Generation Kelvin Universe is happening. Okay. Can you imagine First Contact done by J.J. Abrams? A lot of explosions. Yeah. They'd be like this shot of uh, the first warp ship blasting off, and it's like all, all these like crazy effects going on around it. Looks yeah. like one of those neon lights and like a giant explosion out the back. It's like, ah, and lens flare. And it's like, Can yeah, let's play some, you know, I forgot one thing. Hit it. And it's like the Beastie Boys yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Better be. Fucking Beastie Boys. Yeah. Of course, they have the, the bitchin' green plastic SD card thing for their music. What? 
when Zephyr Cochran's like, I forgot the music, I forgot the music. It's like a it's fucking a, it's piece It's like of, a little octagon thing. Oh. It's, like, it's like a piece of green translucent plastic. I like, didn't even oh. notice that. Okay. Yeah. No, for, remember the green plastic because it will be back in the final movie. That's one of the things that's so fun uh. about watching these movies from like 20 years ago and stuff, like just how they envision the technology changing in the future. Yeah. It's like you can tell like, well, they were thinking ahead a, a while about like, oh, but their minds were still trapped and the people who made the movie, their minds were still trapped and oh, we're going to have our music on physical media There's or something. Discs, like yeah. like they didn't anticipate like the rise of digital media and the internet and things like that. So like, but on other things, they were so prescient, like Picard invented the iPad, like he had well, the first I mean, iPad. I mean, yeah, that's sort of, I mean, it's always, you know, which came first, like chicken or the eggs. Like, yeah, they had like an idea that was cool, but like the people who made the iPad, like, oh, I love Star Trek as a kid. I'm going to make an iPad like thing. Like, but it's, or did they just independently come up with something that was like, uh, probably uh, a mix of both, whatever. Yeah, I think that a lot of them are on record as saying Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cell phone guy said he was obsessed with Captain Picard's communicator mm-hmm. or Captain Kirk's flip right. communicator. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me, like how on certain things, it's it's really like they just had a clear vision of how the future would be in certain technological areas, and then others, like it's just like something comes out of nowhere and they couldn't anticipate it. Like the internet, they still thought that oh, everybody's gonna have a, like better kinds of CDs instead of just downloading your music. Mm-hmm. But they thought of the internet too because right. they had the Federation database thing. They're always checking the subspace network. Yeah, huh? I mean they so, had like the internet. You know, early internet and databases and whatnot that you know mostly used for you know government and school networks. So I mean, yeah. it's not like that was unknown to them. It was just I'm like, sure they all did. They knew about it, but like they didn't realize yeah. it would be such a public the con- thing. Yeah, the consumer well, internet was still right. Yeah, and then there's budget. things that they predicted or they've imagined that are so far ahead of like where we are even now, like the holodeck. You know, that's something that just is like way out there that would be so cool, but you Still so far away. Get an Oculus Rift or whatever. And mm, I don't think the holodeck is like the Oculus Rift. So you're the guy who's working in Quark's bar and Sweet Arcade, and you have to clean up all the jizz. <laughs> and you're the guy pushing the fucking mop around at 3 a.m. That's not... Uh, I don't... I, the ship cleans itself, so I don't see why the holodeck Those wouldn't. poor robots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, imagine you're the guy at the, the shipyard who has to write the jizz cleaning cycle into the computer... That's probably been in ships for a long time. They That's just, what I mean, though. Like that, that, yeah, but somebody just, had to do that. They had to find what's yeah. the best, like, you know... Somebody had to sit down and the test solvent it. to, like, you know... But it's not like they say it specifically for cleaning up jizz. It's just, like, you know, organic matter, detritus left on the holodeck. How are we going to... Uh, or everywhere on the ship, how is that to be cleaned? It's like, we're going to use this system. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, that, that works for them. But I, I'm just saying that in now, reality, especially in the United States, if you had a holodeck, that's... Oh, yeah. The first thing it would be used for would be porn. I know. Porn and people <laughs> to live out their fantasies of brutally murdering other people. Their that's, bosses. That's the, that's the two things. Their bosses. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> that's what it's for. 